those Instagram accounts like didn't go anywhere, obviously. And then I kind of was just like, why, like, why am I hiding it and like starting a whole new thing? Why don't I just take my current Instagram and just start posting what I want and posting things that I like and whatnot. So I really started taking it more seriously. I would say 2020, maybe 2019, but like by seriously, I meant like, I was just like posting photo and like creating a feed. Like I wasn't working with brands. I wasn't like reaching out. I still had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't like taking it seriously in a job perspective. I was just taking it seriously. Like I'm going to post, you know, similar photos and make a feed and whatnot. And then I feel like when COVID happened and I was stuck at home, I was like, okay, now's the time to really like see like how creative I can get and what I can do with like, you know, actually creating content, not just taking photos of myself. Cause I think there's like a very different perspective of you can take photo of yourself, but like you creating content is just a different thing. And, you know, brands weren't really doing anything during COVID obviously, because they had no money to be like working with people. So it wasn't until after that, that I actually started making a little bit of money and it just became more of like a job, but it was still part-time because it was, you know, wasn't that much money that I was making and I still had my full-time job. Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How is everybody doing today? Hope everyone had a happy Easter. If you celebrate, happy Passover, Ramadan, or any other holiday that is going on at this time. And yeah, how is everybody doing? I feel like I'm just in like a weird like funk. I am super waterlogged right now after getting off of a cruise ship over the weekend. I'm still trying to get my bearings. Like I feel like I have sea legs, which I've been on longer cruises and this never happens. So it's weird that it was only a three-day cruise and I feel like this. But I think it's also because I just had a really crazy travel day. Like both days, it took me so long to finally get home to get onto the ship and then to get from Miami to Knoxville. Um, But yeah, I flew last night to Knoxville for the last time as a student, which is absolutely insane. Like I was really getting nostalgic and like bittersweet, like the feels were coming in. It's just, I can't believe I'm already this close to the end, 31 days as of the day we're recording. I think it'll be 29 days the day you guys listen, which is absolutely insane that I'm almost done with law school. Like, I really never thought that I would be here. And I know that's dramatic, but it's just... I've said it a couple times on the podcast before, but I just am really grateful for my time in law school. But I'm also just really excited for it to be over. And speaking of being over this weekend, we are celebrating, you know, being done. Like, it's the last weekend that pretty much all of us are going to be in town at the exact same time because... Next week, classes end on Wednesday, and then people go home for a little bit and start prepping for finals, and we just won't really see each other anymore, and then the next time we'll all be in town is graduation weekend, and then, of course, we're all with their families. So yeah, this weekend, we're all going out, and the class below us is joining us in our celebration. It's a tradition we started last year when my class was the 2Ls, and we did that with the graduating 3Ls last year, so exciting to spend one last weekend, everybody all together, and just celebrate being done because it is a tremendous accomplishment and we're really proud of ourselves and I'm just really excited to get one night 
one last night out with everyone you know i say a lot that i really struggled to make friends here in knoxville and i haven't had the best time here but i you know they're still my classmates we did it together and they're still my friends they're just not necessarily people i will see myself being friends with super long term but they were my friends while i was in law school and they're still my classmates and i still respect them even though definitely ready to move on and move back home and yeah so that is kind of a little bit about what's going on over here the cruise was really fun it was nice to get away for the weekend again before the real craziness hits you know we have a month left till graduation and before we graduate we have to start studying for the bar exam already and things are just really picking up steam but there's a lot going on that is actually really exciting yesterday i bought my graduation dress I picked up my robes. I'm taking my grad photos this week. There's just, it's an exciting time. And I'm excited that I get to share it with you guys on the podcast and on social media. Like, that's the beauty of being a creator is that I get to bring you along with me and share my life with you guys and tell you guys what's going on and what I'm up to when you guys engage with me. And that's really special. And I know that's not everyone's viewpoint. I've actually gotten into this conversation with a few people in the last couple of weeks, you know, about sharing my life online and choosing to. And, you know, it's definitely not a cup, everyone's cup of tea, but it works for me and I really, really enjoy it. So that's just some thoughts that are going on in my head. And I've mentioned in the past too that I've really struggled with intimacy issues and relationships and been going to therapy and I've been really working on myself lately and I've had quite a few breakthroughs in the last couple weeks and I'm just really coming into my own and really feeling reconnected again. Like I I felt very, like that mind-body connection was disconnected. I was kind of just like in like a time warp and I just wasn't really, I was just going through the motions and like I wasn't really enjoying anything and really in the last couple of months I've, I've broken out of that and I'm really beginning to enjoy myself again and enjoy my life again and that's something that is so massive and I'm just really excited that you know it's coming at a good time and also that I get to share that with you guys and I can look back and hear me talk about this a couple months ago and I've just come a really long way in the seven months that I've been doing this podcast and sharing my life with you guys and yeah so that's a little life update for you sorry if my voice is really like rough I lost my voice over the weekend singing and dancing on the cruise but you know the show must go on and it's just funny because I hear myself as I'm talking and I'm like oh god what does this sound like but I'm excited for this week's episode my voice won't sound like this during the episode crazy that I've been recording for seven months because this episode was recorded in October November and it's April and this is now when it's going live it's absolutely insane but I I love getting to see and hear myself a couple months ago and see how much I've grown just since then but I'm really excited for this week's episode with my friend Kelsey and she is a creator and influencer out in LA she's from Boston she's from the east coast originally and she is such a style inspo, such a sweetheart. I love following her. I love chatting with her. And we talk all about, you know, moving out to LA to become a creator and what that was like and living in LA and how she creates content. And it's just, I love getting to chat with my creator friends and share their stories because everyone is so unique in their process, their creative process and how they go about things and how they've made this a business. And so it's really, really cool to get to share those stories with you guys. So I hope you enjoy this episode and without further ado, meet Kelsey. 
we were just talking offline, but there's something about your content that you create that I love so much. It's you have your own unique style and you don't change by the trends and what by the seasons and what everyone else is doing. It's you cultivated this really unique look. And so I want to know what was the inspiration for that? Where do you get your inspiration from? And how did you kind of get that look? And why do you, is there a reason, an intentional reason why you don't kind of go by what everyone else is doing? You stick to that? Or is it just like, that's just who you are? And it's like a personality thing like tell me more about that that unique editing style that you have I love that you called that out because I feel like even sometimes like I forget that I am like this um but I don't know I feel like I've always been the kind of person that like for example if 10 people buy the same pair of shoes like I don't want those shoes anymore that's just like how I am like you know what I mean like I love a good trend and I don't do it with everything. Like, trust me, I've seen people have, you know, the same jacket and I'm like, oh my God, I want that jacket. Just like as an example, but like nine times out of 10, I just don't want to do what everybody else is doing. And sometimes with Instagram, especially like that puts me at a fault because the trends are what blow up. Like when everybody was doing cottage core, I was just like, it's not my thing. Like super cute for you, but like, I'm not going to put myself in not that my thing at all, <laughs> like trend because it's, it's just not me. So I just try to stick to like what I like. And if one of the trends that's happening that everybody's blowing up from happens to be something that I like and fits in with my style, then that's great. It's an easy transition for me, but like from season to season and whatnot, I just try to stay true to me. Like I pretty much only wear black and neutral, which a lot of people are the same way, but a lot of people love color or people like to wear color in the summer. And then like, not in the fall, like for me, like I tried to add in some green and blue in my feed in the summer. And I was just like, mm, I'm like not loving it, you know? So I just try to, to like visually what I like and what I would want to look at from my perspective is how I like to kind of like lay out my Instagram. And then that just translate to like exactly what I wear. Like everything that I share is very everyday lifestyle. It's the same stuff that's in my closet that I'm actually going to wear out. I don't really wear dresses. So you're not going to see me posting on my Instagram in like a big dress. You know what I mean? So it's very like simple, true to me. And I feel like that's just been the easiest way for me to like find who I am on social media. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I'm not a cottage corn. I'm not a dress person either. I'll do the pops of colors on occasion. Like I've been doing the green lately just because that, that it's one of my favorite colors and it was a natural fit for me, but yeah, I don't, I don't do pink. I don't really do like glitter and like sparkly or like any of the zebra prints. Like, so just because it's trendy, I don't try to do it because I know that that's not my style. Like, and I don't even buy it because I know if I buy it, I wear it once or I literally buy it and I'll never wear it. And then I go to clean out my closet and the tags are still on it. But it's so true. The tags still on that I've tried to like, I'm going to buy something out of the box and try yeah. it. And I, I don't. So, you know, it's so funny though. If, yeah, if some, if 10 people have the same pair of shoes, you don't want them anymore. And it's like, I used to like, I feel like there's this like, you have to be on trend. You have to be on trend. And it's like, for some people that works, other people, it doesn't. And it's just, I don't know. I I always miss the trends by the time I realize it's a trend, it's usually too late. So I try to find what the next one's going to be. And I'm actually like on trend for like the Gucci Jackie. Like that was the one trend I got on before (laughs) it's like become a big thing, Love it, (laughs) but you know, it's fine. You can still be like on trend though, without buying the same thing that everybody else has you know what I mean like you just have to make the trend work for you like that's what I've realized is like it's like 
if everybody's buying this one bag or whatever it is super cute, but like, maybe it's not my style. So maybe I'll do like that trend with a different style bag. You know what I mean? Like you can definitely still follow the trends that are cool and that everybody loves, but just make it true to you. Like, I'm not going to go out there. Like I said, the cottage core thing, I'm not going to go out and change my whole style to be cottage core just to follow the trend. But like, maybe there's something within cottage core that I can kind of make more my style. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's, it's important too. And so how do you find your style once you discovered what it, what it is, how did you, like, what was your inspiration for your style? Have you always gravitated more towards black and neutrals? Yeah. Where did you get your style inspiration from? So I'm from Massachusetts and I went to college in New York city. And when I moved to New York, I feel like that was like the time when I was like, black is everything. I'm only going to wear black. But truly, it was just because like everybody in New York, all they did was wear black. So I was like, okay, I'm going to fit in. I'm just going to wear black. And then it just like became comfortable for me to just wear black all of the time and neutrals and whatnot that that like played a big part into it. Cause like, I thought New York was so chic and everybody was, you know, just dressed head to toe in black and neutrals. And I was like, this is so cool. And then when I moved to LA, people didn't really wear like black here. Like it's kind of, it's way more beachy and whatnot. So I was like, well, that's my like East coast side of myself then, but I'm going to keep wearing black. I'm not going to change to be like a beachy person in LA because that's not my style. I'm comfortable wearing black. I like the way it looks on me. I just like I gravitate towards buying black and neutral. So that's kind of just, I would say that it, New York is what like helped me find that style for myself, but then moving, you know, across the country, like I kept that because that's what I felt was, that's like where I felt comfortable. And still to this day, that's how I am. And it's just like, when I'm looking online, like to purchase something, I'm always drawn to buying like black, white, gray, brown. That's just what it is. So I'm like, that's, you know, I'm not going to try to make purple work for me because I just isn't, it's not something that I think is going to work for me. So I definitely look for inspiration. I would say, I feel like everybody uses Pinterest. We all use the explore page, but I really like looking just like at new in on, you know, Zara or Nasty Gal or, you know, Aritzia, whatever stores that you like to shop. Like I like to look at the new in section and just like see if there's a trend going on or how they dress the models. Cause sometimes like they put weird things together on the models or it's like a really cute everyday outfit. So I feel like that's kind of where I like to get my info. And then, you know, now, now that it's becoming fall, it's a lot easier to get inspo from like everyday people because it's a little bit more neutral. So like when I go out and about and like go to the mall or just, you know, wherever I am in LA and I see people out, I feel like I can get inspiration, not so much in the summer for me personally. So I have to like search a little bit harder, but I feel that summer is hard for me too, because I'm not a dress and skirt person. I'm a jeans and a t-shirt girl through and through. And like, I'll play with that, like, you know, different types of jeans and different types of tops, but give me a pair of pants and I'm way more comfortable. And so I I feel that summer is really hard for me too. And also with the color, it's just like, and Miami is such a colorful place too. And I'm just like, my mom is like, can you please stop wearing black? And you, can you please like, like there's a saying in Spanish, like, 
basically it's like, that doesn't tell me anything. And I'm like, what is an outfit or a bag supposed to tell you? I'm fucking comfortable. Yeah. Like, I like how I look. God damn it. Leave me alone. Um, so I feel that. Um, it's, um, so you posted a little while ago that you're like struggling with like filler photos and not filler photos. So, and I am too. And I like look at my feet and like I have right now where like, I have like a picture of me filler photo picture of me filler photo and then like a quote and it looks so pretty but I'm like I, mainly I do that because I don't have enough pictures of me to post one every single day but for the girls that do it's a lot more doable and I, I hope that when I move home and I'm you know I I'm more in an environment where I like can take pictures I just don't have anyone to do them here and I don't have backgrounds here but you know I'll hopefully be able to do less of the filler photos but how did you get your feed aesthetic and like the the moody edits and like filler photos and like, where did that come from? Was that, that's something again, your personal style, or did you get inspiration from someone to do that? Where did that come from? I feel like I, with the filler photos, it's so hard. It's like such a struggle. Cause I love the way that it looks when it's all laid out, but trying to find the right filler photo was like more stressful than getting a photo of myself. But so I like go back and forth because I love the way it looks. And then I'm like, Oh, it's like too stressful. Let me just, you know, quit it with the filler photos, but then I don't want my whole feed to just be single photos of me. So it's like an internal struggle. Um, but I just like for my filler photos, like I just take pictures of like what I'm doing. So whether it's like my coffee or my sneakers or like a palm tree or my computer screen, you know what I mean? Just like things from my everyday. I also take a lot of inspo from Pinterest. I don't use Pinterest photos. I take all of my own filler photos, but like I'll get the inspo. Somebody like put their computer on their bed and a coffee next to it. I'm like, Oh, that's cute. I'll put my computer on my bed and like, you know, maybe use that as a filler. Um, for my editing, it's definitely like a little bit more moody. I just am not a bright person. I don't know. It's just like, it kind of just goes with like my same aesthetic and like style of liking neutrals is I'm just more into like a faded darker vibe than I am like the bright and bubbly. So I feel like it's been like pretty consistent through and through my editing. Um, I mean, years ago, obviously it was totally different, but for the past like year or two, I feel like it's been pretty simple. I just like to bring down the exposure a little bit and keep it like minimal editing, but a little bit more moody. I just feel like that feels like me. Like if you saw me out in person, you would like, I would look like my Instagram feed and that's what I want to like, portray. you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I love your editing and I love that you take your own filler photos and you don't, you get inspiration, but you create your own. And and I started doing that. There's still some that are from Pinterest. Obviously the quotes are from Pinterest, but there's some that filler photos that I've gotten inspiration from, because that is something that I really want to do more. Like I want it to really just be truly my content, like my And I want to, I want people to take inspiration from my content. So I think that's so cool that I didn't know that your filler photos were taken by you as well. And I think that's so cool. Um, So why did you, if you're from Massachusetts, you went to college in New York, what made you move to LA? If New York was really your style, why LA? So the thing about New York is I went for school and I loved it so much. Like I definitely like, like I also lived alone in New York for a year, which I think that one year that I lived by myself was like, that's when I really found myself, honestly. So I'm like so thankful for New York, but New York is a lot. Like it's, it's just a lot. Like, yeah, there's no other way to explain it. And if you've never lived there, it's hard to explain, but it's too much. 
And so I moved home after that. And I had always wanted to move to California. I was like, I want to do it. I want to experience it. I've been on the East coast my whole life. Like I loved like Laguna beach, you know, the show and like the Hills and whatnot. I was like, I have to go experience it. So it was just something I'd always wanted to do. And then my best friend actually moved here like two years before I did. And she was like, you have to come, whatever. So after I graduated, I moved back to Massachusetts. And then like a year after that, I was kind of like, what, like, what am I doing? Like, I don't, you know, I'm not in school anymore. Like I'm living with my parents. Like, let me see what else I can go do. So I said to my boyfriend, I was kind of just like, I really want to move to LA. Like, do you want to come with me? And he was just like, sure. And we came and that was four years ago. Yeah. I, yeah. You've been in LA since I started following you. So I didn't know about New York. What did you study in college and where did you go? I went to the fashion Institute of technology and I did, um, fashion merchandising management and product development. That's so cool. Yeah. It was really cool. I wish I would have known to do fashion merchandising in undergrad. Like I, like I always knew law school was the plan. So, and you can go to law school with any degree. So I wish I would have done something a lot more fun and creative. I just didn't, I, I didn't know who I was in at 17 when I was applying to college. I was applying to colleges at 16, going to college at 17. So I love that you said that too, that New York really taught you who you were and living alone. There's something about it. Like I live alone right now and I just, holy shit, it teaches you so much about who you are as a person because you're alone and you have to, like, I, I mean, I knew I was a self-sufficient person. I've never been a dependent person on anyone. Like even when I had, I lived with my parents or had roommates or anything. And my, I've never lived with people I was friends with. They were always just random roommates, um, which I prefer. I don't think I could live with someone that I'm like really close to. It's just, I'm going to struggle with that when it comes to like a relationship. I know it, but I learned so (laughs) much about myself living alone the last few years in law school and really having to be my 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 biggest cheerleader and the person that soothes me at the end of the night so I love that you you said that but that's so cool that I always try to like give if there's like any advice I can give to anybody I always say like if you have the opportunity to live alone like absolutely take it even if it's just for like a few months or whatever you whatever the period of time is like it was so important for me to actually do it. And I had friends in the city. It wasn't like I was completely alone by myself, but like actually living in a space that there was nobody else. It was like, it was just totally changing for me. And it was exactly what I needed at that time. So I feel like it's really important if you have the opportunity to do it because you learn so much about yourself. Agreed. I've learned so much about myself and now moving back home, like yeah, I'm moving back in with my parents, but I'm grateful that I have full autonomy while I'm home with my parents, but I'm moving back to a big city, you know, Miami. And I can't wait to now, now that I know who I am, I know what I'm about. I'm ready to put myself out there and meet the people that I met to have in my life, uh, friendships, relationships, whoever, whatever it is. So I agree. I think that's, it's truly the best thing someone could ever do from themselves for themselves is to live alone and to be willing to do the work on themselves and being alone allows you really to, to truly do that. So how long have you and your boyfriend been together that did you know him in high school, met him in New York, like, and now he's out in LA with you. 
Yeah, we have a funny story, so I'll make it short. But we went to middle school together. I met him in third grade. Our parents live like 10 minutes away from each other back where we're from, Massachusetts. Um, so I've literally known him my whole life. We were great friends in middle school. In high school, we went to separate high schools. We were still like best friends. College, we obviously went to separate colleges. We were best friends. He like, you know, always had a crush on me, supposedly was like in love with me all throughout middle school and whatnot. Um, my mom used to always say like, his name's Ian. She was always like, Ian's a diamond in the rough. Like one of these days you guys are going to get married. And I was like, yeah, mom, like you're crazy. He's my best friend, you know? Um, yeah. And then it just kind of happened. We, we just like always hung out. We were always best friends, whatnot. And then it happened right before. I moved back to New York for school. I had one more year and we just like decided to get together and like be in a relationship. And we had to do long distance because he was living in Massachusetts and I was in New York just for the last year. Um, And that was interesting because that was like the very first year of our relationship, kind of turning it from a friendship to a relationship. And we would just like only saw each other once in a while. Um, But yeah. So that was kind of, that's like the very brief version of the story, but I've known him for technically like 20 something years. That's so crazy. Yeah. We've been together officially for like six and a half. That's so crazy. Cause I mean, there, I, we can do a whole podcast <laughs> podcast episode on just like friends to like more than friends and like what that transition yeah. is really like. And there has to be something really nice about like, they already know you, they know everything about you and you don't have to like that's the hard part about dating now. It's like, I mean, you don't have to explain your past to them. It's not about that, but it's like, you have to explain to them like enough about your past. So they know who you are and why you are the way you are. And like, sometimes like telling a new person that is scary, but like, you didn't have to do that. And there's something really like beautiful about that. And so I have a couple of guy friends too. I, I've always been a guy's girl and I, my, my mom and my aunt would always be like, well, you guys would be like cute together. And it's like, it's not happening. And I really don't think it would ever happen, but it's funny. Sometimes it really didn't either though. I was like, no way. And that, yeah, but you're right. Like I've known his whole family. He's known my whole family because we've just grew up together and, you know, we've seen each other at our like really ugly stages growing up. And then like, you know, so it's like, yeah now he just like knows everything about me. I know everything about him. I always say, I'm like, if, I mean, we're not going to, but like, God forbid we ever broke up. Like, I don't know how to date because yeah, you've never had to. Him and I like, you know what I mean? Like I've, I had boyfriends before him, but it was like from high school and, you know, like not yeah. really that crazy. Like I've never actually like just dated around. So I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what that's like. So I actually give people who like date so much credit because I, yeah yeah no of course there's a beauty to every there's a beauty to each one for sure so what does he do that he was able to move to LA with you or did he come out here and start a new career out here yeah so he was working in Massachusetts in just like insurance and they actually his job at the time was gonna let him work remote he was going to move to LA, keep his job, whatnot that ended up not working out. So he came to LA without a job. And then just like by chance of him, like knowing somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody, he met with his now boss, like a month after living in LA. And he, so he works in the cannabis industry and he is like a director of client services. He does like a million different things for a recruiting company. 
Um, but he loves it. He's like having the best time. He's meets so many people. It's funny because he was in insurance, which is just like on the phone at a desk and whatnot. And now he's like such a people person because he's always out and about and meeting new people and talking to all different kinds of people. So it was like such a blessing for him to have gone from that career that like he didn't really even want to be in anyway, but then which is why he was willing to move with you to LA. That's why I asked. Cause that's a big, like, you know, East coast to LA, like that's a big life transition in and of itself. And then career wise too. So that's why I asked. And I think that's so cool that it worked out for him. Yeah. But it was good for both of us because like we, this was the first time we were living together too. So we like we're living both at our parents' houses in Massachusetts. And then I was like, you want to move to LA? He was like, sure. So we'd never lived together before. We move across the country. He didn't have a job. It was like a whole thing. And then he got his job. And now, you know, fast forward four years later and he's like in love with it. He has the best job. And we're just both at like really good points in our life that it's a complete no, different situation. Than, not that we were in bad points in our lives when we moved here, but it, we were younger and we like kind of had no idea what we were doing and, you know, and now it's just, it was definitely like such a good yeah. experience for both of us to come to LA at the time that we did. And I think that also like shaped me. Like I wasn't doing Instagram in that, in the capacity I am now when I moved here. And this kind of like influenced me to start actually taking it seriously, you know? Yeah. That was my next question. So you had a corporate job before you did Instagram full-time. What were you working in before when you moved to LA? So I was working for TJX, so like TJ Maxx and Marshalls um, in the buying office in Massachusetts. I was there for like six or seven months and then I transferred to the LA office. So I was lucky and I had a job when I moved to LA. Um, so I kept that job. I was in their buying office in LA for, I think it was like four and a half years. Technically, I actually just left in May, the end of May. Um, so I've only been full-time social media for a few months now, but I was doing the buying thing. That's kind of like what I went to school for. I went to FIT for fashion merchandising management, which is, you know, essentially buying and I loved it in the beginning. I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to be a buyer. I'm having so much fun, whatever. And then I think really once like the pandemic hit, and I know this is like the turning point for so many people, yeah. I was kind of just like reevaluating what I was doing. And I was very, very like fortunate that I didn't lose my job because obviously a lot of people did. So that was great. But it just kind of hit a point where I was like, this just isn't what I want to do. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm just not myself because I'm not happy. I'm like so drained at this job that I'm not enjoying, you know, I wasn't making great money. So it was kind of like you know, a million things adding up and I was having one too many mental breakdowns about it. And my boyfriend was kind of just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you putting yourself through this? And I was just like, I need to make money. You know, I have rent to pay X, Y, and Z. And he was like, that's not a good enough excuse to be this miserable all of the time. He was like, you have the power to change it. What are you doing? Like, you'll figure it out. I was like, you're smart. You'll do something else. And I was like, no, you're right. But I was kind of just like, whatever. He's just saying that, you know? And then it was actually, I called my mom and I was just like, I want to quit my job. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And she was like, okay, so why don't you just quit? 
And I was like, well, I think I'm going to wait until I don't remember. I think I wanted to wait till like the end of the summer. And she was like, for what reason are you going to wait? Like you want a couple more months to do what, to like be miserable. And I was like, okay. And she was like, just quit on Monday. This was on like a Saturday. And I was like, okay. So then I quit on Monday. <laughs> That's so cool because most people don't have that support system that people, their people yeah. in their lives would be, whether it's their parents or their partner or whatever. It's like, well, you have all these responsibilities and like all these different reasons why you shouldn't quit, but to have the two like really important people in your life be like, we don't want to see you be so miserable. You can do something else and be supportive. Like that's not something that everyone gets. And that's so, so beautiful that, you know, you had that support system. And I, you know, I, I feel the same way a little bit with what I'm doing slightly different because it's school and it's self-inflicted. Um, but <laughs> you know, I am, I wouldn't be able to do what I want to do if I'm not where I'm at right now. And I wouldn't be where I'm at right now had I not gone through school and learned that about myself. So, you know, I'm grateful for it. But now I'm like, as I'm getting towards the finish line, I'm just ready to start making the steps to to be able to have the career that I want to have and build that career. So, you know, I love getting to chat with people who have done that for themselves. So how did you get started on Instagram? When did you really think like, I can do this, like not before you even went full time. Like I see social media, I see where this is going. I want to be a part of this. How did, how and when did that get started for you? And then what, like, how did you, how did you plan to be able to take it full time or did you plan for it? Or how has that transition now been to full time, even though it's so recent? Yeah. So I've literally had my Instagram account since like 2011 when Instagram started. Like I've had the same exact Instagram account, which I think is actually like to a fault for me, but it was just, I had Instagram in, you know, whatever it was like college, I think is when it first came out for me, like my freshman year of college. Um, and I was just using it like a normal person, you know, taking random pictures of God knows what, and me and my friends and whatnot, you know, it obviously changed throughout the years, but I actually, I feel, I don't really remember when, but I started like three different other Instagram accounts, like trying to be an influencer beforehand, but like had no idea what I was doing. Didn't tell anybody about it. Didn't tell anybody, my friends, because I was afraid they were going to like make fun of me and this whole thing. You know what I mean? Those Instagram accounts like didn't go anywhere, obviously. And then I kind of was just like, what, like, why am I hiding it and like starting a whole new thing? Why don't I just take my current Instagram and just start posting what I want and posting things that I like and whatnot. So I really started taking it more seriously. I would say 2020, maybe 2019, but like by seriously, I meant like, I was just like posting photo and like creating a feed. Like I wasn't working with brands. I wasn't like reaching out. I still had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't like taking it seriously in a job perspective. I was just taking it seriously. Like I'm going to post, you know, similar photos and make a feed and whatnot. And then I feel like when COVID happened and I was stuck at home, I was like, okay, now's the time to really like see like how creative I can get and what I can do with like, you know, actually creating content, not just taking photos of myself. Cause I think there's like a very different perspective 100%. of you can take photo of yourself, but like you creating content is just a different thing. And, you know, brands weren't really doing anything during COVID obviously, because they had no money to be like working with people. So it wasn't until after that, that I actually started making a little bit of money and it just became more of like a job, but it was still part-time because it was, 
you know, wasn't that much money that I was making and I still had my full-time job, but I didn't really plan. That was kind of why I wanted to wait to quit my job because I was like, I want to save more money before I do it. Cause like, I also didn't really know that full-time content creation was what I knew it was what I wanted to do, but I was kind of in my mind thinking like, I'm going to quit my job and I'm just going to look for another job. Like, I'm not just going to dive into content. I'm going to do something else. So I didn't really plan for it. Honestly, like I knew I wanted to quit my job. I was trying to save money for it, of course, but like, I wasn't where I wanted to be. And that was also something my boyfriend was saying. He was like, you're never going to have enough money. Like you're never going to have as much money as you want or that you think you need. Like once you have the amount that's in your head, he's like, you're going to be thinking that you need more. He was like, so I mean, so that's why like money is, it's so hard to plan for something, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't really plan for it. Honestly, I just kind of quit my job and was like, I'm going to hope for the best. I'm going to see how it goes for like the rest of the summer. Cause like I said, I quit in May and then it ended up being great for me. And it just started like making me feel more like myself. And I was putting more energy into it and more energy into like the business side of things and like reaching out and negotiating with brands and actually like getting paid what I'm worth rather than just taking the, you know, hundred dollars here or the giftings and whatnot. Um, so it's been great since I would say, um, but yeah, I no, yeah, you've done very well for yourself. And I think, I think there's a beauty in not yeah. really having it all planned out because at, at a certain point you're, you're Ian's right. Like, you know, there is never going to be enough. You're going to get to one point and you're going to want the next best thing. So it's like, you just got to start. And that's why Lauren Bostic, you know, launch fast and adjust, you just got to go for it. And it, and it has really paid off for you. And it's crazy how, re- how quickly it did. Cause it really like between when, co- from COVID, when you really like, okay, I'm going to take this seriously to now you're able to do it full time. That's a really quick turnaround, but the groundwork was there. And I think that's the other part that people need to realize, like, you know, you, you had the groundwork, you had years of being online and showing up online and a few months of you doing it because you loved and your audience seeing that. And then brands can see that. And now that you have the ability to the energy to put into the business aspect is when you're able to reap the benefits of it. So for someone who, whether they're doing a full-time or not yet, but they think they want to, or they want to at least make it a secondary income and want to start working with brands and be able to monetize off it. What, how did you get into working with brands? Are there like, um, influencer platforms that you use? Is it you pitching yourself? Do you have a manager that does it for you? How do you build those relationships with brands? That is so important to being able to do this, like as a business. The first thing that like the first point I want to touch on is just that like when you're truly being yourself online and posing what you love, like brands can see that people can see that. And that's why they'll follow you. You're going to enjoy doing it so much more. You're going to enjoy your content. Like I had said before, how I like started these random Instagram accounts and didn't tell anybody because I was afraid of what my friends would think. Like that was such a big, like hindrance for me was worrying about what these other people were going to think. And like, once you literally let that go, Cause I know that a lot of people feel the same way. They're like, Oh my God, like people are going to be like, why is she trying to be an influencer? And I don't think anybody like necessarily tries to be an influencer. You shouldn't like, try. People are trying. Right. You shouldn't. Yeah. Try. Like you shouldn't be like, that shouldn't be like, I'm going to try to be an influencer. It should just be like, I just started posting things that I loved 
And I hoped that somebody would like get inspiration from an outfit that I posted or like a product I was using. And like, that was cool. You know what I mean? It was really cool. And people would DM me and be like, oh, like, what did you like about this? Like, oh my God, I bought that too or something. And I was like, wow, cool. Okay. And then you kind of like fall into it. And of course it's, you know, it's way harder than people think, but it's not something that you should just like aim to try to do. It should just be something because you have to love it because it's so much work. And that's where it's like, you have to love it because that's going to portray in your content that you love it. And when you don't love it and you're just doing it to try to do it, like people are going to notice that brands are going to notice that, you know what I mean? So it has to be something that you truly, truly enjoy doing, but to get back to, you know, how to work with brands, definitely be yourself for, um, like platforms. Aspire IQ is literally the best one. Like that's the best one that I found that they do gifting. They, they do also do paid. So you can kind of search for both, but I think that was a really good way to like start for me was I got on Aspire IQ. I worked with like a couple of brands and the brands can rate you on there. So other brands can see your rating. So I think that helps. Um, but also I pitch myself all the time. I mean, definitely a little bit less now because I have brands that reach out to me now, but when I first started, like I was emailing literally anybody, I would like LinkedIn, try to find the person that works in influencer marketing at whatever brand, hope that I got their email right. And just like shoot off an email. I still do that now. Like, there's I, brands I that do I, that now at work. Yeah. That's literally I, how yeah. we do it. And it's, I take, it's so time consuming, but it's so fun when like you get a reply back. I so like, wow, I got the email, right. And yeah. like, well, you know, use, use rocket reach to get the email format, but I find the people through LinkedIn and that's, yeah, yeah. no, whenever I get the response, I'm like, the, like whenever I don't get a bounce back, I'm like, sweet yeah. score. <laughs> I so know funny. sometimes those, um, like the email formats, it'll be like, it could be this, but it could also be this. So I'll literally just send it off to both. And I'm like, let's hope that one of these is the, you know what okay. I mean? But you have to, you can't wait for brands to just no, reach out. You to have you. to put yourself out there. Like when this is what you really want to do and like you want to work with brands, it also has to be brands that you know about, that you use, that you like, you know what I mean? Like you can't just reach out to whatever brand of you know, skincare that you've never used before. And you don't even know if your skin will like work with it. You know what I mean? That's why whenever I do do a skincare, like collaboration, if I've never used it before, I tell them that I need two weeks to try the product first. Yeah. 100%. I'm not going to, you know, talk about a product that made me break out. I'm not going to tell you to go buy it because it didn't work for me. So why am I going to promote that? So that's something to think about too, when you're reaching out and, you know, wanting to work with brands, you just have to make sure that it really relates to the content that you're putting out and that it's a brand that you feel comfortable with, like telling your friends and family to go spend their money on. Because if it's not something that you would actually use, or it's not something that really falls in line with your like aesthetic and what you promote and whatnot, like, again, people are going to notice that. And they're not going to trust you as somebody to influence them to buy something or wear something or whatnot, because it's not going to come off as genuine. Yeah. So there's all these little aspects that you have to remember when like wanting to work with brands. It's not as simple as just like, I want to work with a brand. So I'm going to DM them. You know what I mean? Like it really has to be the right brand, but yeah, I feel like reaching out is like so important. Like DM them to ask for their email, look on LinkedIn, find the email maybe even on their website, sometimes there's like a PR or a social email, like just pitch yourself to everybody and anybody. 
Yeah. It says a lot about you too, that you're willing to put yourself out there because then the brand doesn't have to go out and search for people. I mean, there's brands that have the budget for to hire someone to do that, but some brands might not have the budget for it. So when an influencer is like, Hey, I want to work with you. I love your brand for X, Y, Z reason. And like, you should give them a reason in your pitch. And like, here's the content that I can kind of create for you, or here's me using your product already. I would love to work with you. Let me know if you'd be interested. And you tell them that it's like, it's one, it's less work for them. And two, it's like, damn, like she has initiative. Like I want to work with her. Um, You're telling them, you're giving them exactly what you're going to create for them. So it's less work for them. You always want to make like less work for them. Like if you already have posted about that brand before, like link that in your email. If you have like a really good content idea, like send that in your original email because it's like the less back and forth that you have to do with them, the easier it is on them for them to just be like, okay, she has her shit together. Like she knows. And they're willing to pay you more because you have your shit together and it's less work. Exactly. Yeah. And they're like, oh, she's already posted about us and she linked it for us. We don't have to go searching for it. She has a content idea that we can use. Cool. Like maybe they'll edit the content idea. Maybe they'll love it. But as long as you like put everything that you can into these emails so that it's not just like back and forth of them asking you a question and you replying and then them asking you something else because like nobody wants to email back and forth for like three days just to get you know, your collab going. So it's like, that's something to remember too. Cause in the beginning I didn't do that. I had no idea. I was just like, hi, I want to work with you. You know, I'd like do my little like spiel and whatnot and send it off. And then I would like, they would reply yeah. and I would reply and they would reply and I would reply. You know what I mean? It's like, it takes practice and you have to get that experience. But I also had nobody to ask yeah. or anybody to like, tell me how or what I do. So I was kind of just like blindly like, telling all these brands I loved them and why I loved them and like hoping for the best. Yeah. It's crazy. Now the people wanting to start out now, there's so many resources out there because people are talking about it on podcasts. They're creating courses. They're creating brands all about teaching other influencers, how to be an influencer. And so many courses and like things that you can go look up if you don't know nowadays. And I mean, I didn't even start that long ago. It was like a year or two ago, really, but there wasn't as much yeah. going on and it was just like I don't know what I'm doing and you would like you would just hope for the best literally I we started around the same time and it's crazy how much like you've grown a lot quicker than I have and that's fine um but it's we literally started out literally at the same time trying to figure it out the same way and you know it's just it's crazy how how it works out and it, and it going to like you having a grown faster than me you know every like if your brand doesn't trust you, then that's a struggle. Like they're good. They're going to see that. And that's something that I've struggled with. Like I tried to do what everyone else was doing. And now is when I'm slowly starting to really create what I want to create. Like I wasn't, I was never not authentic, but I was also trying to do too many things. And it's like, you know what, let me just be myself. Let me show up as myself online. And that's, what's going to get me started and and it has so going back to that a little bit it's only like up from here once you really start just like being yourself because it's so easy to get like caught up in wanting to do everything and wanting to follow every trend and whatnot because it's like so easy it's like being thrown in our faces 24 7 but I feel like there's just something so genuine and great about like fully just being yourself 
And then, like I said, that's what people can see and brands can see. And the growth will come once you start doing that, like so much quicker than it was before, but also everybody has their own pace and everybody, you know what I mean? Like I, you saying that I've grown quick, like I think that I haven't grown quick enough. Yeah, You know what I mean? So it's like, everybody has like different ideas yeah. of what they want for themselves. Everybody has different timelines. So I just like, it's so easy to compare yourself to literally everybody, which is what makes this so hard. But it's so important to just remember, like, I have to tell myself, like, okay, I'm here for a reason. Like I'm at this point right now for a reason. Like I'm not where so-and-so is because I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just, it's all relevant. 100%. Um, I want to talk a little bit about now the same way that your audience and brands can tell when you're being genuine online. So can other creators online. And that's how you start building these relationships and these friendships with creators. And sometimes they team up and start businesses together, or they, you help each other out in each other's businesses by shooting content or you go with them to events or you meet people at events. So, and it it all comes from showing up as who you are genuinely online and attracting an audience and a community that loves who you are and what you're putting out there. So how have you met people online? You know, you get invited to some really cool events. Now you have built a group of girls that you, you hang out with. Like, how did that come about? Like, how do you make friends online? And, you know, are they like, like living in LA now, not around like the, your family, but like, are those the, the family you choose to surround yourself with? Like how important is Instagram and social media and making friendships and how has your adult friendships evolved through and because of social media? I mean, I'll say like before meeting people and it's so funny, like meeting people online, feel like you used to have like a weird stigma yeah. about it. And now it's like so normal, but before meeting people online, I really didn't have that many friends. Like I had a couple of friends in college. I had like some friends in high school, which obviously I feel like I just moved across the country. So I don't really talk to half the people that I used to anymore. Um, but it's so much easier to just like meet people online. Like it's the same way that you asked me to do this podcast. You sent me a DM. I literally just sent girls DMs and I'm like, Hey, you want to like, want to go grab coffee? want to shoot? Of course. I, a lot of my friends now are through more than I have more friends through social media, like true friends through social media that I don't even know in real life yet. Cause yeah. they're in different places than the people in my actual cities. So it's crazy. It's yeah. It's all just about like not being afraid to DM, send somebody a DM and like ask them to hang out. Of course, like if I've never liked one of your photos before and I've never commented and we've never had a conversation, I'm probably not going to ask you to go get coffee because I don't know you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like you can tell when it's girls that like you have real conversations with, you can tell that like you guys would get along and you live nearby or whatever. Like I was so scared to DM people in the beginning. I think my first DM was to this girl. And I literally was like, I know this is really weird, but like wondering if you would ever maybe want to grab coffee and like shoot, shoot some pictures and whatnot. And she was like, it's literally not weird. Like, sure. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, oh my we God. all start that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, everybody's like so afraid to put themselves out there and meet new people. And like, I think everybody's just like afraid of rejection. But at the end of the day, it's like, if I ask you to go get coffee and you literally like don't want to, and you say no, like, okay, cool. Then like, we're not meant to be friends. And we're probably not going to get along anyway. So whatever. Yeah. Also, also like <laughs> it goes to like instant gratification and entitlement too. Like, it's like, they're busy. Like they, it's not that they don't want to, they might just not be able to, totally. but, and like, 
rejection, you know, it's like one, you need to go through rejection. Like it builds character and it builds a tough skin and not, you're not going to get everything you want. You got to like grow up and learn that. But also, you know, the beauty about putting yourself out there is that it can give you so much. And like, that's how I got the job that I have part-time is by shooting someone a DM, um, how I've been able to build this pod, this build this podcast, all of my guests, I've DM'd them and I'm going to have some major podcasters and major content creators on my podcast and through shooting them a DM. Um, so yeah, it's like, and you have to be confident about it. Like yeah. at the beginning, it's like, maybe we can, maybe this, like, yeah, whatever. But now it's like, Hey, like I'm so-and-so this is what I'm like, you know, tell them what you want, tell them what they could give to you or whatever you, whatever it is and wish you the best. Look forward to hearing from you. Like, you know, balls in their court, but you shot your shot. It's the same thing with friends, with brands, with whoever. And literally like the worst that they're going to say is no. That's the thing that I had to get over. I was like, oh my God, but what if they say no? It's like, okay. So they said no, like then whatever, either they can't cause they're busy or they don't want to. And it's like, that's fine. Either way, like no sweat off my back. You know what I mean? So I think that you've got to just shoot the DM, but also, I mean, going to events, definitely. If you're in a city where there are events happening, like that's a really good place to meet people. I've met a ton of people at events, but also like go to the event alone. It's not going to be as fun when you go alone as if you like are going with a friend, but that also forces you to speak to other people, which I think is so important. And like, I'm not going to lie. It's still awkward to go alone. Cause it's like, yeah. they showed up with their friends and you're just walking alone. And it's like, what do I do first? You know what I mean? And especially at events, it's like, I don't want to just sit there on my phone. So that's always like the awkward, like you got to figure out yeah, who to, who to say hi to whatever, but you know, you can meet some really cool people and strike up some really nice conversations when you're alone and you're like feeling out of your comfort zone. And that's really like the best way to meet people. I feel like is when you're not in your comfort zone and it's so 100%. fun to meet new people. Like I used to, I, love it. I literally used to be afraid of it. I was like, Oh my God, whatever. Like so awkward. And now it's one of my favorite things to do. Like I love to talk and I love to like learn about other people. And, you know, we can talk about whatever all day long. I just love getting the chance to meet new people. And if it's somebody that I only, that I meet once and like, maybe we never hang out again. Like, that's fine. Like we still met and we had a nice conversation and whatnot. And then sometimes you meet people that instantly like become your best friend and you guys hang out all the time. So it's like, yeah. it can go both ways. Yeah. I love meeting people too. And it's such a, like, I can't wait to be back in Miami and be able to go to events. Yeah. Um, and just then eventually when I'm able to travel and like visit people in New York and LA and yeah. other cities and maybe attend events there. Like I love meeting people too. And it's true. Events are the best way to, to meet people. The few influencer events I've gone to in Miami, I've met a lot of people at, and they're so much fun. Um, and you get to meet people that like, you didn't know online already too. So it's like yeah. even more and that you wouldn't be friends with if you met them on the street or at school. Yeah. Like a lot of the girls that I'm friends with on Sophia, like if I knew them in high school, I probably wouldn't have been friends with them just because I'm a very different person now than I was in high school. And so are they, Yeah, but yeah now like we're the the people that we are now are like wow like this is really cool like and you never you're missing out on opportunities for the right people to come into your life if you're not putting yourself out there so yeah I think it's a, a beautiful thing and going back to being genuine and sharing your everyday life you've been sharing a lot more 
about what you eat every day, your wellness, your lifestyle. And you and I have bonded over that as well. But, um, have you always been into a healthy lifestyle? Is that recent? And, you know, obviously you're sharing cause it's your everyday life, but how, like it's become something you're passionate about and that you love and you want to share. So how did that, how did you get into the whole wellness lifestyle? I feel like I've, I've definitely been into wellness and being healthy for like years now. I'm not going to say forever because obviously in high school I was eating like, you know, God knows what nine bagels a day, but you know, as I get older, like I'm, it's something I'm super passionate about. Like I love wellness. I love being healthy. I was like super vegan for a really long time and it didn't really work for my body. So I just started incorporating like fish back into what I'm eating and whatnot. And, you know, still being really mindful of what I'm eating, but making sure that I'm following like a healthy, mostly plant-based diet. And that's what works for me. And that's what I feel good on. So, you know, in, in addition to that, like making sure I move my body is so important because like, I'm only getting older, you know, like not that I'm super old right now, I'm 28, but we're only getting older. So if I'm not doing anything to help my body now, whether that's eating or working out or just like even getting my mind right, it's only going to be harder the older I get. And I feel like I started sharing more about all of this now because I was like super into fitness a couple of years ago. And I just lately, I don't know what has been wrong with me, but I know everybody like with COVID and everything that happened, like literally the last year and a half, I have just been so unmotivated to work out, eat healthy, like do everything that I like need to do. You know, I say every day, like I want to do this and it's like, okay, I want to do it, but I'm not doing it. So sharing it, I feel like helps me stay more accountable. And like, hopefully there's somebody else out there that feels the same way. And we can, you know, bond over the fact that we're both trying to better ourselves and, you know, stick to this healthy lifestyle. That's only going to help us in the long run. You know what I mean? Like I've had a lot of girls DM me and be like, Oh my God, same. Like talking about being unmotivated and it's like, okay, I don't want us all to be unmotivated, but it's really nice to know that I'm not the only one, you know what I mean? So it's like sharing that and then being able to strike up these conversations. And like, I used to do this thing, like what I eat Wednesday, I was doing it during COVID and I would share what I eat in a day, every single Wednesday. And then I just stopped doing it. And I have people DM me still. And they're like, oh, we miss when you would share what you eat on Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like people actually like to see that stuff. Cause it like gives them idea. Like I love to see what people eat. And what oh, and like healthy. Life. I need ideas. Give me ideas. Yes. Oh my God. Like, I love it. Like I love like healthy, like morning routine, like on YouTube. Like I love somebody's morning routine. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, if that's what I really enjoy watching, then that should be content that I'm like including in what I'm creating because it's something that I enjoy. So I just feel like, yes, I've always been into wellness, but I stopped sharing it for a while because I was really feeling down, but you know, trying to find my motivation again, I think it's really important to keep yourself accountable. So by sharing it, it's helping me stay accountable and it's helping me like strike up conversations with other people and just including it in my content. Cause it's something that makes me happy. Yeah. And it's true. It's create the content you want to see if people are asking for it and they, because they want to see it, but also because you love creating it, then that's like the perfect, like recipe like you that that's how you know that that's something you're meant to be sharing more 
Um, so I think that's really cool that people asked you to bring it back. Cause I love seeing one because you edit it. So, so beautifully. And it's so cool. I love, I love your edits. That's why I wanted to start with that, but I just, that's not my style at all, but I'm like, I can appreciate them. Like, wow, that looks so like cool. I love seeing how you edit it, but also I love seeing what people are eating because or buying or whatever, because I need ideas. Like I'm a sucker for a grocery haul. Like give me a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods or just whatever grocery store you go to, like, give me a haul. And I love to see that. And I don't do them myself. Yeah. I don't I never done like, one. Probably should. I've done like them a couple of times, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I, there's something about it that I love seeing people get at the grocery store because it literally makes me want to run to the grocery store and buy whatever you bought just because yeah. it gives me an idea. And like, I'm such a foodie and I love like trying new food and you know, cooking and going out to eat and whatnot. So like, I love seeing what people are eating. It's so weird, yeah. but um, no, I do too. I'm such a foodie too. And I really should do a grocery haul. Yeah. I should go get groceries this I'll weekend. So maybe, I, maybe I will, but, um, I'm such a foodie too. And I do, I wouldn't say I love to cook. I like cooking. I, and I love going out to eat and trying the hottest restaurant and you know, and then of course I have my favorites. So my hardest part is living alone and just cooking for myself is really hard. Yeah. Cause it's like, usually like it's a, at least a two people like meal on average, like the serving size. And I'm just like, I don't really like leftovers. I was going to say, are you one of those people that don't eat leftovers? No. <laughs> um, I love I, a good leftover. It depends on what it is. It depends on what it is. But, um, I struggle with like cooking because of living alone, but I know that like, when I'm home, like we all take turns cooking, like me, my mom, my dad, and my brother and my grandma, like the five of us will take turns like cooking. And like, then I like, or like Thanksgiving, like I like cooking Thanksgiving recipes. Like I like cooking for special occasions and like for people, but like for myself, like I'll just eat the same, like same five things on repeat. And I'm like bored, what um, which really- I'd rather go out to eat. <laughs> When, yeah. Oh my God. I love going out to eat when I'm really busy. I don't cook. And like this week, this current week, I was so busy. I didn't even go grocery shopping. I, all I have is like wilted lettuce in my fridge. It's actually really bad. And I feel like I've just been eating like the most random things and I haven't been cooking. So I feel you just on like, not really wanting to do it every day, but yeah. I definitely feel so much better when like I'm prepared. I prepped my food. I cooked it. Cause then when I'm busy and I can just grab it, it's like, it's in the fridge. I can just grab it and eat. It's so much better for me than being like, Oh my God, I have to make that. Or, Oh my God, I have to do that. Or then it's just yeah. like, well, shoot now I'm really hungry. So I'm just going to eat whatever, something random, or I'm going to go order something like last night. I literally ordered a pizza because I got home so late and I was like, I am so hungry. So I ordered, the- I'm debating right now. If I want to, I, I marinated chicken early. I'm like, do I want to make chicken and like have chicken and cauliflower rice or do I want sushi? Do I want pizza? Literally having this debate right now in my head. <laughs> or am I love though? Cause I always want everything, but yeah, I was just, yeah, it's, and it, like with leftovers, like I, if it's a, something I can eat cold, I'll eat it leftovers. But if it's something I have to reheat, I tend to not like it because of the texture. I'm a texture person. Okay, I get um, that. But yeah, so I'm actually debating what I want to get for dinner now because it's it's 5.30 for me. Oh, but, um, I don't know. Like, I can't wait to like, everyone keeps saying like, come out to New York, come out to LA. Like, I'm like, I have all my like Instagram friends. Like, I would never live in either of, the, either of those cities, but like, I can't wait to like, one, be able to work remotely and like, maybe like be out there for a month yeah. and like stay a couple of days with each of them. And like, I get to, I want to explore New York and LA more now that I'm a content creator. And like, I see it in a new lens 
and meeting these people and like being a part of that like world. And it's just like, I need to come like visit, like you, you're one of the, the LA girls that I'm close with. And like, there's a couple of New York girls. And like, when I take the bar next summer in July, and then we have to wait for a month for a result, it falls like New York fashion week oh, yeah. is open. And I'm like, do I want to go to Europe for a month or do I want to go to New York fashion week? And I'm like really uh-huh. debating, like, I'm like, I want to do both. I mean, I could probably do both, but it's just money wise, but, um, totally. Yeah. I need a, and like, I, I can't wait to be able to like be at home and then have like my friends come visit me at home. Cause everyone's like always like Miami. Like I've never been to Miami. Really? Yeah. It looks fun, but no, I've never been, but I've I only feel- been to LA once, but I, I don't know. I love Miami more. So I'm curious, like the girls who are in LA, like whether like they like Miami more or not, yeah. definitely weather. weather is slightly different, but a lot of it is similar. So. Yeah. I feel like also when you're like, when you shift your mind to being like a content creator, like now everywhere I go, which like my boyfriend gets annoyed with me, but everywhere I go, I'm always like, Ooh, that's a good photo spot. Ooh, that looks cool. I'm just taking pictures of like random things. Yeah. Just, like getting inspiration from literally everywhere. Like I will just be driving down the street and I'll just be like looking out the window and I'm not talking to my boyfriend while he's driving. And he'll be like, hello, like, you can talk to me. And I'm like, sorry. I'm like, you know, seeing like where I can take photos, which is kind of bad. Cause like all I'm thinking about is photos, but it's cool. Yeah. Cause then you go to places that like the normal person would be just be like going about their day and you're like, Ooh, like, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like you just see yeah. things in a new kind of way. So yeah. it's fun to explore. Yeah. I want to like, I'm really living here in Knoxville. It's, it's hard because of my, it's not my vibe at all, but like, I can't wait to be back in Miami and like be able to like live a more aesthetic life and like create my space and like yeah. go to places that are my aesthetic. Like you guys have in LA, um, great white and like Elefante and like those, like those are my vibes. And there's yes. just like out of Miami. And I'm like, I can't get that here at school, but I'm like dying to go home. And like, that's my vibe. I am dying to just be surrounded by that. And it's funny, like life. I, I was telling Lexi Danica, um, earlier today, I was like, or yesterday, she posted a picture and I was like, I need to come visit you. And we're going to Elefante. <laughs> oh my God. Elefante is literally like the greatest place on earth. It's so I'm cute. dying to try it. I need to. You didn't go. I've never, I, I, I don't think it was around. I went to LA oh, okay. four years ago, five years ago. So I don't think it was around, oh my God, um, You'll but it. I'm dying to go. And then like Carbone, like they have one in Miami now and I'm dying to go when I'm home. Oh. Um, See, yeah, uh, that's good that when you go home you like have oh I have a whole list when I go to back to Massachusetts like with my like I'm gonna go home for probably like a month um in December for Christmas and there's nothing like how far away from Boston are you I'm like 20 minutes so I can go to Boston but that's not something I'm gonna do every day is going to Boston it's just a hassle yeah yeah like just you know the average like wanting to go for breakfast like there is not a single aesthetic spot where I'm from there's also really nothing like plant-based or healthy to be honest. So like that's yeah. a struggle. So it's hard. It definitely is like, so locational, like your vibe and everything like it. it oh yeah. Depends on like where you are, but it's so hard. Yeah. It's like not in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Boston earlier this year, actually. So that's why I was curious, like how yeah. far I really cute. Boston is very cute. I need to go in the fall and see like the leaves change and stuff. Yeah. I went in winter 
Um, but I loved it. I just, I, I want to experience it a little bit more. And I, my friend's a student there. And so I was sitting with her and I got to see like what she does, but I would love to like be able to carry it my own trip there. And, um, Plus, I love the place to the, go alone. Cause it's not yeah. a huge city. So no, like, it's not do, like a bunch of stuff. Um, it, I, we walked the whole thing yeah. in like a few hours. It's really not that big. I, I assumed it was such a massive city, but it's, it's tiny. Yeah, no, and I love that. It's like, it's like the history side of it. Like that to me is so fascinating. And I love how like, there's like the skyscraper right next to like the really historic like church or farm like, or like a uh, little like cafe or meeting house or whatever. It's just history it's- in Boston's really, really cool. You should also take a trip next time you go to Boston, you should hit up Salem. It's where I know I need to go. Yeah. 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 I want to go to Salem cool his- for history too. Yeah. There's like cool little spots in Massachusetts, but not necessarily like my vibe, but I am like yeah. a big history freak. Like I love learning about all that stuff. I love history. Um, but yeah, no, I want to do, I want to f- do more Boston in the fall and then, and then in the summertime do like Nantucket, Martha's Vineyard, and oh, then yeah. definitely also do Salem at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. The East coast but- is very pretty. I know I've never really done, like I've done New York. I haven't, I haven't done Philadelphia. I want to do Philadelphia. I want to do more of Massachusetts, Rhode Island, like Providence, Newport, um, the Hamptons, obviously. And then um, I've done North Carolina, the mountainside, but I've never done the beaches. I've been, I've been to um, Myrtle beach though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I love Savannah. I want to go back to Savannah. Like I love the whole East coast. I'm definitely more of an East You're going coast on a girl. Trip. <laughs> I I'm let's do it. I, I love, I wouldn't say I love a road trip, but I love to travel multiple places on one trip, whether it's road trip or like flying. Um, but yeah, I definitely think I'm more of an East coast girl. I definitely want to do Chicago and then I need to come back to LA, but I'm actually going to Napa next month. So I'm excited to do that. I'm more of an East coast girl too, even though I live here, I love, like, I really love LA. Like I don't really see myself leaving, but there's that was my next question. Are you going to stay out there? There's something about the East coast. I mean, I think, so I'm 28. I'm not engaged or anything, but like sometime in the near future, I'm going to have a wedding and children and yeah, my family and Ian's family are all on the East coast. And it just probably makes more sense for us to be there when I'm going to have kids. Um, but I think I'll end up moving back to LA after that. So I think for a few more years, I'll be here, might hit up Massachusetts again for a little bit and then come back. But yeah, I don't know. I love LA, but there's definitely something about the East coast, especially in the fall. Like it's the best in the fall. Yeah, no, I love, like, I love being in Tennessee and seeing like, that's not something I get in South Florida, like seasons and getting it, it to be cold and wearing like the jackets and all of that. Like, I love that just ultimately, like, Miami I need the sunshine and like the warmth yeah, for sure but I, totally but being in a new place like that's also where I can get inspiration from is like being in a new city and traveling whether it's west coast east coast middle of the U.S. you know what I mean so it's like you gotta yeah. look for the inspo wherever you are because then you yeah. can take but, it back with you to Miami the inspo that you yeah Tennessee. oh for sure and the cool thing about like the Instagram world that we live in there for all of its faults the cool thing is there's a lot more aesthetic places popping up everywhere they're not just in yeah. the big cities anymore so that's cool there's a few ca- like uh coffee shops and stuff here that I really do like to go to either they have good coffee or like a good like look like study location but they're just not necessarily like optimal for photos and stuff yeah. and the food here is not my favorite. I need, I need more food. And like, as a foodie, I just need more, yeah, more diversity of food and 
music and lifestyle and like definitely and proximity to travel like here's the connecting flights everywhere I'm like I just want to hop on a plane and end up somewhere new yeah I'm such a like direct flight girl I'm like if I stop over I'm not going (laughs) yeah (laughs) I wish I I mean same but I I I can't say that right now I mean if you live ideal and an ideal world same um but so for anyone who wants to get into social media and they're, you know, they, they're not sure if it's the right thing to do or whether they've already started and they're looking to, you know, take it one step further. What's a piece of advice for them that you could give them? I feel like I already said it, but literally you just have to be yourself and you have to just go for it. That's like the other part of it is like, if you haven't started it yet and you're thinking about it, it's kind of like, what are you waiting for? It's just, just start it. Like literally just go for it but be yourself like right away. Like try not to fall into trying every trend just because it's trendy and just because it's what everybody else is doing. You know, it's kind of what we already talked about, but that's what's so important. And that's kind of what I wish more people were doing. Cause I feel like it gets saturated with everybody just doing the same trend, but it's like, you can tell that not everybody is actually doing it because that's a trend that they love. They're kind of doing it because it's a trend. If you know what I mean? So I feel like that's the best advice is literally just start, but be yourself and be authentic and genuine and like go in it, wanting to make connections with people. Cause in the beginning, like I had already said, like I was really afraid to make connections and that's kind of my biggest regret. I would say is just not like putting myself out there earlier and trying to make new friends and meet people earlier. Cause I was like afraid to do it. You know, I mean, I've met some really great people, but if I had done it in the beginning, I just feel like it would have been more beneficial. So I think that's really important is to just fully put yourself out there, be confident with it, be yourself and just go for it. Yeah. I think that's a great piece of advice. And yeah, I wish I would have, I was never afraid to, but I just didn't put myself out there like connections wise to meet people. And I wish I would have done that sooner. And it's so fun. Yeah. I think for some, for some people, it's like afterthought, like sometimes it's not even something that you like think that you should be doing. Cause social media is so like, like you can literally just be alone because you're just on your phone. You know what I mean? So it's like, not something that you think like, let me meet all of these new people, but it's so important. It's like how you grow and it's like how, you know, you meet new people and they give you ideas and you get inspiration from each other and you make friends and it's just, you grow together like with these people. So it's really important. And that's such a great place to end. So where can everyone find you? Everybody can follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Lapola. Um, I'm also like a tiny bit on TikTok, not really, but it's Kelsey underscore Lapola. And I'm gonna get back into YouTube, but I won't shout myself out on there yet because I have like one video. <laughs> but you can search my name if you want to find it. Perfect. Yeah, I feel that. I'll put everything in the show notes. But thank you so much, Kelsey. This was so much fun. Thank you. This was so great. I'm so glad you asked me to join. This is my first podcast. That's so exciting. I've never done one before. Yeah. So this was cool. So thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I hope you love this episode. I loved having this little catch up with Kelsey. Like I said, she is one of my girls in LA. Can't wait to go visit her sometime next year. And I can't believe I recorded this in October and I'm listening back now at the end of April and so much has changed in just the things that I talk about. 
I am off to go pick up my friend from the airport. I'm taking my grad photos. As you're listening to this, I will be taking my grad photos, which is absolutely wild. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a rating and review if you liked it. Subscribe to the show. Follow along at the Let's Get Candid podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Don't forget to follow Kelsey on all her platforms. They're linked in the show notes. Share if you're listening and tag us. It's the best way to grow the show. And stay tuned for next week because I'm going to have a lot more exciting updates for you guys in next week's episode. And I can't wait. Hope everyone has a great weekend and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you.